Buck and Abdallah, weeknight 6-8, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Talking with you here on a Monday night. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We had news this morning from Adam Schefter. The Bears are leaning towards moving the number one pick. That's right. They have the number one pick in the NFL draft. And Adam Schefter today on ESPN.com. He writes, the Chicago Bears have been approached by multiple teams about trading the number one pick in this year's NFL draft. And Chicago is said to be, quote, leaning toward moving the pick. Sources tell Adam Schefter at ESPN. The Bears own the top pick in this year's draft where anywhere from eight to 12 teams could be looking to make a switch at quarterback. He also notes since the AFL-NFL merger in 1967, the number one pick has been traded 12 times before the start of the draft. The last time it happened was 2016 when the Rams moved up from 15 to 1 two weeks before the draft, and then they went on to select Jared Goff out of California. So if you're a Bears fan, you're saying, well, I think the Bears only have an option between one of two teams, the Texans at two and the Colts at four. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam Schefter wants you to know, because he put it there in the third paragraph of his article this morning, that it has happened in the past where teams have traded the number one pick before we get to draft night, and it also has happened in the past where a team jumps makes a huge jump up the draft board to select the number one player overall. And and I'd say if you're a Bears fan and if for some reason that's the situation that you find yourself in this year, that polls trades the number one pick to a team that jumps way up the board, you would have to get multiple players who could play for you right now who may have star potential slash you're going to need future first round picks as well. If you're moving back that far, mm-hmm. Already, because like a, a part of what I think we find appealing to this process as Bears fans is there's an opportunity that you could possibly move to two, collect on Houston, and then move back to four, collect on the Colts, and then move back to seven or nine with Vegas or Carolina, and and, and maybe find yourself in a situation where you're making two, three, four moves within the first round and collecting picks along the way. And I, I think most Bears fans would kind of side on that being the way to go. Mm-hmm. But what if a team that needs a quarterback offers you a starting defensive player and a, a wide receiver and a first-round pick next season? Like like Carolina could be that team yeah. that could offer you a wide receiver, a defensive linebacker, someone that could be a game-changer, and then also the ninth pick and then a first-round pick next year. Like That's what you'd have to look at as you move down the draft board, not just only getting the picks for future drafts. Well, let's go through these teams at the top, and you tell me who has a definitive starter, like definitive, definitive starter, okay? Obviously, the Bears do. Yeah. Uh, Houston. No. Arizona does. Yeah, they do. Indianapolis. No. Seattle. Eh. Detroit. Eh. Vegas. Eh, no. Vegas does not. Atlanta. I'm, yeah. I, no. I, yeah, eh. I mean... They could. Desmond Ritter was selected last year. Would you take Bryce Young over Desmond Ritter? Yeah, I would. Okay. Uh, Carolina. No. Philly has a quarterback. Philly obviously. has a quarterback. Tennessee. Not really. We already did Houston. The Jets. No. Washington does. Green oh, you, Bay you does. You skipped over or, New England. Or, New England does. Who, I mean, sorry. Who, who's the star in New England? I, I think they're going to try with, with uh, Mac Jones again. Okay, but Mac, are New you England? sold on Mac Jones? No. Uh-uh. 
Exactly. Green, Green Bay does, whether it's uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers not... or Jordan Love. And to me, the last one is Washington at 16. That's the last one to me. I don't think Tampa's going to make a move this year. I think Tampa, you're going to see Tampa move some pieces off and try to be really bad for next year. They're going to try to get rid of a bunch of cap space and just be really, try to be in the Bears situation a couple years ago where they can set themselves up for a number. But my point is, like, we named 10 teams there. Yeah, right. That could need a quarterback. That, <laughs> right. that have question marks that, yeah, look, Seattle has Geno Smith. I get it. He had a great year. Comeback player of the year. But who knows? You know, and I, I do also find it hard to believe that the Bears could move from two and then to four. Because if the Bears have two, Indianapolis knows they're not going to take uh, a quarterback and that Arizona's not going to take a quarterback. The only way that you – I don't think you can move up on Indianapolis. I think that, like, uh, Carolina is a possibility to move up. Sure. Maybe Vegas is a possibility sure. to move up. Because then you're looking at where Indianapolis is like, all right, well, one quarterback's gone – we can if you're if no one decides to move, to trade with Chicago. Worst case scenario, we're getting the second best quarterback in the draft because yeah. you know Chicago and Arizona are not going to take a defensive player. So I feel like best case scenario, they move back to two and then they move back to nine with Carolina. And if you're Carolina and you're coming up all the way to the second overall pick, then I'm going to need a bunch of picks. Yeah, that's I'm going to need saying. your pick this year, and I'm going to need your first-round pick next year, and I'm going to need your second-round pick this year, and I'm probably going to need maybe a fourth- or fifth-round pick this year or next year. So uh, we're talking about this. Adam Schefter says the Bears are leaning towards moving the number one pick. You can join us at 312-332-3776. We're also discussing Major League Baseball spring training. Uh, got into swing over the weekend, and we saw the new pitch clock being implemented. The White Sox played here on ESPN 1000 earlier today. Uh, they won the game 10-1 to over Seattle, where you're home for White Sox baseball. And the game clocked in at 2 hours and 40 minutes. So the pitch clock overall in spring training has uh, brought game times down on average 23 minutes from what we saw the length of games last season. Vic and Wheeling, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Vic? Hey, guys. Quick thing. If we trade with the Carolina Panthers, mm-hmm. uh, they should also package in that, that CGI guy that got that Panther on their Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool effect. Might as well uh, get a King's Ransom and sure. have them. I like that. Deal. I like that. Pretty good. Question, though, for you guys. Okay. Uh, about this game clock, what like I, I know just from what happens when you have two strikes, like what happened with the Mariners game, and the batter's not ready, that's an automatic strike. But what has it ever been addressed? What happens if the batter requests for time? Like, the, can they do that still? The batter like, can call. The batter can call time once in at bat. All right. So what if it's like within the eight or nine seconds that the batter has to be ready? Is that? Yeah, that, the batter can call. The yeah, the batter can. Well, I don't know if it reset. You get a time, so I don't know how long the time is. The timeout is if it's like a you get tw- a new like it just restarts it to twenty five, or if you get thirty or whatever it is. But the batter can call timeout once per at bat. All right, all right. Let's get that CGI guy from Carolina, and we're good. I'm okay. all about the CGI. Good stuff, guy. Vic. Thanks for the phone call. Here's uh, from ESPN.com. Players will have thirty seconds to resume play between batters. Between pitches, pitchers will have 15 seconds with nobody on and 20 seconds if there's a base runner. The pitcher must start his delivery before the clock expires. After he pitch, the clock starts again when the pitcher has the ball back. The catcher and the batter are in the circle around home plate, and the play 
Uh, let's see. Play to resume. Hitters need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds left on the pitch clock. They only get one timeout per plate appearance. So okay. that should uh, sell it there. Yeah. Chase on the uh, south side. Hello, uh, Chase. I already said hi to Chase today. <laughs> Blake, what's happening, man? What's up, Chase? Oh, okay. Up there. What? What's happening, man? I said hi to you earlier. Hello again. I know, but I want to oh. say it again. Hi what's again. Up, hi again. No, man. Why you sound so dull? Because yeah. get, get, what? I mean, what Trubisky topic are you going to want to bring up today? What do you got? The pitch well, clock in Trubisky? What sign, do you have? Sign Jared Goff. No, no. I, I not Jared Goff. Carson is, Wentz. I get them confused. No, no. See, I was going to say this, though, right? So what if the Bears trade with the uh, Commanders? I mean, they trade twice, but see if and Deron Payne, did they franchise tag him yet? No, but uh, they will. Sources say they are going to. Okay, so it, you said they are or they not? They will. They, they will. Yeah. They will. Sources say that they're going to franchise tag him. So when's the last date? When's the deadline? Uh, for the franchise tag, it's the it's t- uh, next Tuesday, right? It's the Tuesday before free agency starts, I think. The 14th? Okay. And where are the commanders picking it? Like, where Because uh, they just released Carson Wentz. So where are they picking it? Like, they're, they're, picking, they're picking 16. I'm Thanks for listening Washington to the Chase. show. I don't earlier, know. Yeah, Chase. I don't know what I they're mean, thinking. We, we told you this earlier. 16. Well, Abdallah, you were 16. Just, Abdallah, you were just looking at the uh, commanders about the, uh, the the 15 pick. You said they, you would you would go further than that. Would you? Okay. So my point is this, though, right? So the Bears trade twice. Now I, I brought up a Carmen Yurko about uh, trade with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't mention about, because I was telling them about the Texans, but they forgot to mention, I was mentioning about the Seahawks. And, and nobody's talked about that. What what are the chances the Seahawks can move up into uh, number two? Because I, I know they gave Geno Smith a lot of money, but are they, I mean, they still need a quarterback. I mean, they still need a quarterback to develop and bring in. I they mean, haven't signed Geno Smith. They're, right? Like, he's he's a free agent. All indications are they're, they're going Geno to keep Smith him, is but. a free agent. But, yeah, they haven't right, signed but, him. Right, but they still need a young quarterback to yeah. develop. I mean, they yeah. still – you know, and I will say it is the Seahawks got multiple draft picks from the Russell Wilson trade. So, they're picking at 20. So, that's a team I was thinking about, like, even the Lions. I mean, I know they got Jared Goff, but, are, I mean, are they 100% sold on Jared Goff as being a- – the Lions have multiple picks, too. Now, I don't know if they want to trade within the division of Bears, but still – I mean, I'm looking at that fastest range because let's say the Lions decide to move up and grab Stroud or um, or whoever it is, and the Bears, you know, you know, give them say their draft pick, which is 19th, I think, and next year's pick. You think the Lions are going to work out a deal with their own division rival? Or I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that about the Lions Probably or the Seahawks, not. the Bears. Yeah. Well, what about the Seahawks? What yeah. about that? Yeah, we'll you, talk about what, it. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, thanks, right. thanks for the call, Chase. Appreciate you. I, I'd say this. Seattle, possibly. They they have not re-signed Geno Smith, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. he's a free agent. They're sitting five with the trade with Denver. So, yeah, that that is an opportunity for a team that could move up to go get a quarterback. Also, based on what you think about the quarterbacks, there's a possibility that the third available quarterback could fall to Seattle yeah. at five. They, they don't could, have to move. They could easily get Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. They could get a quarterback at five without moving, probably. 
Because after everybody moves up, there's still probably only going to be two teams within that top five or top four that need a quarterback. And there's four quarterbacks. We host the college football show here on ESPN 1000, Chicago's College Tailgate. Um, I have a thought about Anthony Richardson. He, he's, jumped, he's jumped up the, uh, the mock drafts in the last week or so, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of chatter about Richardson. He'll be at the Combine. He's going to throw at the Combine. I have a thought about him as a prospect coming up next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. is live from Indianapolis this week. So get ready for the NFL draft. Big day on ESPN 1000 on Wednesday, Abdallah. Cap and Jay Hood will be live in Indy at the Combine starting at 5 a.m. on Wednesday. 5 a.m. 5 to 9. They will be on in the morning. And guess who's on at 9 a.m.? Is his name Ryan Poles? Nope. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> But Ryan Poles is scheduled to join he Captain Jay Hood on the them. show. He is scheduled to join them. But Blocking Abdallah will be on early, 9 a.m. on Wednesday, as uh, Captain Jay Hood uh, are on live from the Combine, and then Blocking Abdallah will take over for Captain Jay Hood at 9 a.m., 9 to 11, before Carmen and Yurko right here on ESPN 1000. That's right. That's right. That's on Wednesday. So Wednesday we have a lot morning. planned for you on early. Wednesday. It will be good. Early show, and uh, like I said, Cap and Jay Hood are going to be live in Indy for the Combine. Uh, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson and Will Levis all have committed to throwing at the Combine. Uh, Bryce Young will wait and throw at the Alabama Pro Day. So we'll see some quarterbacks uh, doing things, activities. We'll see it on the NFL Network from the uh, Combine throughout the week. And, and with that, we start to have the conversations about how we stack these quarterbacks. I, I think for the most part, you and I host Chicago's College Tailgate every Saturday in the fall, talking college football with you here on ESPN 1000. Throughout the college football season, there have been three names. It was Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. Now, Hendon Hooker was a, a player that we talked about in regards of the Heisman. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about Hendon Hooker as a pro prospect. And then obviously when he got hurt, uh, he will be uh, drafted, I would imagine, later rounds. He'll, someone will take him to try and figure out if he's a player that could kind of be a depth quarterback for, for a roster. But basically, for the most part, in all of our conversations throughout the college football season, the three top quarterbacks were Young, Stroud, and Levis, right? Yep. That's how it kind of uh, boiled down to it. And, and in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of different stories uh, even the betting markets suggest that Anthony Richardson, the quarterback from Florida, is flying up draft boards. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of smoke around Anthony Richardson. I've even seen some suggest that he could be a dark horse player to be the number one pick, which is crazy. And it's like I started to think to myself, man, we, we talk a lot of college football. You know, Florida last year didn't really have a great season. Like, did did we miss something? You know, Florida went 6-7, and seven, and they got killed in their bowl game. They were in the Las Vegas Bowl against Oregon State. Oregon State beat them 30-3. to three. 
Uh, so they they lose the season uh, finale. They also go six and seven on the year. Uh, Florida really wasn't a, a factor into many conversations we had about the SEC. The top of the SEC with Alabama, with Georgia, even Ole Miss was mixed into the conversation mm-hmm. at times. But really, Florida, they had their win against Utah in the opener, the opening week. And then they kind of didn't really factor into much of our conversation on Chicago's college tailgate. So I was trying to figure out, like, what did we miss with Anthony Richardson? And, you know, throughout the season, he was very inconsistent. Uh, I think that's a good way of describing Florida's offense and Richardson's play. He had 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions, you know, playing the majority of the season. But when you look at some of the top tier quarterbacks heading into the NFL draft, you know, Bryce Young, 32 touchdowns. C.J. Stroud, 41 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Think back to Justin Fields, his time at Ohio State. He was putting up 30 touchdowns in a season. Like, those are the high-level prospects. And, and you kind of look at it, and you see all these different draft people say, man, there's athleticism there. He can really sling it. He's got an arm. All this different stuff. Like, why doesn't it really make sense with Anthony Richardson, and why now are we hearing so much about him? And then I figured it out. You know what it is? His completion percentage. His completion percentage was 54 mm-hmm. last season in college football. Now, I've got a list of the lowest college completion percentage of quarterbacks selected in the first round in the last 25 years. Here's the list. Kyle Bowler, he had a 47 completion percentage. Ryan Leaf, 54 completion percentage. Jim Drunkenmiller from Virginia Tech, Who? he had a 54 completion percentage. And Jake Locker from Washington, 54% completion percentage. Okay. So Anthony Richardson, he may have the measurables, 6'4", 230. Uh, He may be athletic. He can run. He can also throw. You know why he doesn't stack up to the others? Levis, Stroud, Young. His completion percentage last year was 54%. Yeah. Young, 64. Stroud, 66. Levis, 65. Mm Mm-hmm. He is way behind those other three as far as passing skill go as a quarterback at the college level, which usually the numbers of completion percentages are inflated. Yeah. Like Hendon Hooker had a 69% completion percentage. So I'd say this, with the smoke around Richardson heading towards the NFL draft, is it possible that the team's leaking that he's someone that they're interested in are actually interested in Will Levis and hoping that someone makes a mistake in the top 10 and takes Richardson, where then a Will Levis drops to, say, Vegas sitting there at 7 or Carolina at 9, or heck, even if you get down to you know the Jets or the Texans at 12, where based on the Texans, what they do with quarterback, they could even move out or all those different things. Is it possible that other teams are leaking the heat on Richardson, hoping that someone is dumb enough to fall for it and think that he's better than Will Levis. Is that possible? It could be. Um, it could be a couple things, right? It could be that. It is lying season, right? And, like, the Bears say today that they're likely to trade the pick. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that they, they ultimately will. It probably means that they will, but we also heard that they might trade Justin Fields. Again, it's lying season. Um, I also think that it has a lot to do with who the Colts Cult, uh, coaches right now, right? With Steichen coming over from the Eagles as their offensive coordinator, 
and working with Jalen Hurts for the last two years. That it's the first time in Jalen Hurts' career that he's had the same offensive coordinator for two years in a row. Yeah. And look what they did with him. And I think that that is the comp, right? The comp to Anthony Richardson at his highest ceiling is most likely going to be what we saw from Jalen Hurts this year. And I understand the, compl- the discrepancy in completion percentage, but he did have... Uh, 103 or 654 rushing yards last year and nine touchdowns. Okay. He had a bunch. I think he had three in one game, three rushing touchdowns early in the season. Remember, it was like, oh man, Anthony Richardson for Heisman, Anthony Richardson for Heisman, um, early in the season. And then he kind of tapered off. I think he was injured and he missed some games and then he, he tapered off some more. Um, but I think that because of that and the fact that the Colts have a very high pick and they're one of the teams rumored to trade with the Bears that, Steichen sees something, it could see something in Anthony Richardson and say, hey, look, I like Bryce. He's too small. I like C.J. Stroud. He doesn't run a lot or doesn't run as much as I'd like him to run, right? I like Will Levis, but I think there's higher athletic upside with Anthony Richardson because of the 654 rushing yards on 103 attempts. So I think he see, there is a way that this could be true. Like, it could be false, and it could be teams just throwing this out there and saying, hey, man, Anthony, I don't know. Anthony Richardson might go number one. Right. And then they just hope they get Will Levis. Sure. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised because you, know, you always know this. There's always a coach that looks at, or sometimes a GM, Ryan Pace, that looks at a quarterback and is like, that's my guy. Like, that's the guy that I can turn into the guy that I had before, right? That's what Ryan Pace thought with Trubisky. He thought he could turn Trubisky into Drew Brees, right? He saw Drew Brees in Trubisky and said, I have to do everything I can to get Mitchell Trubisky. And he did, and it didn't work out, and he wasn't and isn't Drew Brees. Well, Steichen could see Anthony Richardson and say, hey, I see Jalen Hurts in Anthony Richardson. I don't see Jalen Hurts in in Bryce Young or Will Levis or or uh, or CJ Stroud, but I see him in Anthony Richardson. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes for my team that I just took over to get Anthony Richardson because you know what the Colts say, I think they gave him a 6-year deal. It's not a one-year rebuild. He's not under no pressure to win now. So why not take a swing on Anthony Richardson if that's who he believes is the guy? So to me, that could be a pos- like both things could be true, right? Sure. And if that's the case, you need to get him some new glasses because absolutely, uh, Jalen Hurts. No, no, his no. completion percentage I understand. in college at Oklahoma was sixty nine percent. The year that he starred as a starter for Alabama, sixty percent in I his get it. first season in Alabama. I understand sixty three percent. At no point was he in the mid fifties. I get and that. I, I think that's where, and you know, obviously Jalen Hurts finished second in the Heisman voting in two thousand nineteen, where Richardson was none of that, and the completion percentage is so low. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have the touchdown passing touchdowns to compare, like. He has less passing touchdowns than Will Levis. Uh, He has nine interceptions compared to the five from Bryce Young or the six from Stroud. And the completion percentage is so low. So I I understand what you're saying. You're building a case to why someone would think that. I just think that there's something that seems off about all of this. And that's where I'm questioning if there are teams who really truly think that there are only three quarterbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. And that Will Levis is the guy that they want and they hope falls to seven or nine. That if you can get something in the water where people think there's something up with a guy. Of course, of course. And, you know, 
who knows? Maybe at the NFL Combine, he throws really well, and he looks the part, and people really like the way he plays in shorts. And, you know, we saw it with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, at no point in the college season, you and I continued to say it. This guy is not the top two mm-hmm. quarterback. He is not one of those guys. It's Lawrence, it's Fields, and then it's everyone else. And it and, seems like we're right right now. And we are at the moment. We are right on that at the mm-hmm. moment. And I feel like Richardson may have a little pop because he's 6'4", 230. He might give you something at the combine where then a team may be uh, just looking at what they hope he turns into like, and not looking at what he actually produced on the football field. That's what I'm that's saying. 50, look 54 at, percent look completion at, percentage for a passer in college is not I great. I understand that, but look at some of these games. He had that opening game against Utah. He did only throw for 168 yards, but right? he ran for three touchdowns. Sure. Okay, he ran for 106 yards and three touchdowns. The game against uh, which one did I point out here? The game against Tennessee, he threw for 453 yards yeah. and ran for two touchdowns. Absolutely. The game against Georgia, the best defense in the country, the the champions. He threw for 271 yards. Okay, I mean, yes, he did have a bunch of bad games, but at the same time, he was also against some decent teams. He put up some really good numbers and I could see a, a coordinator that's now a head coach looking at that and be like I can turn him into Jalen Hurts give me two years like there's no pressure on us to win this year right there's no pressure on them to win next year give me two years with Anthony Richardson and I can turn him into Jalen Hurts I mean the team might be willing to do that yeah it is possible but the it pro- is absolutely possible I don't think they would need to move up for that though right no like I don't think the Colts would be like I don't think we need to move up for number one for Anthony Richardson. Like, let someone else move up for Will Levis. Let them move up for Bryce Young. Let them move up for whoever they want to. Anthony Richardson will be there at four. I thought the uh, the stats of the lowest college completion percentage of first-round quarterbacks in the last 25 years. What was that years, one name? Drinking, was, drinking butt? It was... <laughs> just, you've never heard of Jim Drunken Miller? I've never heard of Drinking Millers. <laughs> I mean, I've drank a few Millers. Kyle Bowler? I've Ryan Lee, I've heard of those. You know heard, Ryan Lee. I've heard of Jake those. Locker. I've heard of those. Yes, all of those except for drinking high lives. <laughs> Drunken Miller, it's your guy. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Good morning, guys. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. If you're with us, Black Amdala on Friday nights, we have all calls welcome, and it's presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. And right now, caller 10 at 312-332-3776. You win a four-pack of tickets to see the Chicago Hounds take on Utah on Sunday, March 5th. That's right, Sunday, March 5th, 312-332-3776. Caller 10 wins a four-pack of tickets to see the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Uh, and shout out to the Hounds as they're a proud supporter of Black and Abdallah on Friday nights. All calls welcome. Release the and Hounds. And we are giving out a four-pack of tickets at 312-332-3776. Right here on ESPN 1000. Sunday, March 5th, Hounds in Utah. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's their home opener. It's going to be great. Um, And we released the calls on Friday night, and they released the Hounds. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's outstanding. Uh, also, uh, ESPN 1000, we will be celebrating our 25 years as a radio station. We have the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance. You do not want to miss out on this party. Tickets will sell out fast. Friday, March 24th, doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from noon until 6 p.m. at the House of Blues in downtown Chicago. You can purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21-plus event with a valid ID required. Uh, I have here on the copy, it's going to be the biggest party of the year. But Adam Abdallah, my partner, has said that, quote, this will be the best party of the year. It's going to be awesome. The whole station's going to be there. We're going to be there. Waddle and Sylvie, Carmen and Yurko, Cap and Jay Hood. Uh, it's going to be a full reunion for the uh, Mac, Yurko, and Harry show. <laughs> also scheduled to appear Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, Mark Jean Greco, Eddie Ilchek, Jordan Shea Cornette, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canales, Fred Hubner, Ray Flores. Ray makes the list. <laughs> I, I like that Ray and makes the list. He's few not more just surprises. Ray's not just and others. Ray was in Saudi Arabia this weekend announcing the Logan Paul fight. I saw or that. The Jake Paul fight? Jake Whichever Paul. one. I thought I you were know. a fight guy. On, Jake Paul, man. I'm an MMA I thought you were fight. a fight guy. UFC and MMA. New podcast dropping on Wednesday for uh, UFC 285. You're a big fight guy. You got yeah. the names UFC, mixed up. UFC and uh, can, MMA. Can they go away now? Is that is he that, lost? So no, I yeah, know. I hope Good. so. I'm glad. I hope so. Wow, you're telling me the the non boxer lost to a boxer finally. Ugh. Wow, what a concept. Yeah, I know. Cool. Gross. They can go away now, right? I hope so. You go well, to the WWE now. That's what they. You know, you know that they're not going to go away. No, there's going to be a rematch now. Of course, well, I know. Yeah. But like the the Pauls are too big now. I know. You know, yeah. like, like, we had a chance as a society to stop it. Eight billion followers on social media. Uh, they're too big now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, they're going to be in our you lives. You can ignore them. We're gonna, they're going to be in our lives for the next 50 years. 50 years of Pauls. You know that that's going to happen, but good for the other guy to beat him. Tommy Fury. Take him down. Mm-hmm. If only it was a knockout, that would have been better. It would have been a Just lot lay better. him out on the carpet. It would have been good. God, do they suck. All right, uh, Blake and Bob, uh, congrats to uh, Geraldo R- uh, Rodriguez from Romeoville winning hey. the second group of four-pack of tickets to the Chicago Hounds uh, March 5th. So have fun at the game, and uh, shout-out to the Hounds, Chicago's new rugby team, new professional rugby team for supporting Black and Abdallah on Friday nights with all calls welcome Friday night calls. Mike on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, guys? I was listening to you um, break down the college quarterbacks, and I think I could talk about that all day, but I'll keep it short. If I was an NFL GM, and I'm not talking about the Bears. This is obviously in a trade-down scenario. I'd be ripping my hair out on whether to draft Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson. And now, ignore the size. When I evaluated Bryce Young and watched the film, I seen a lot of Joe Burrow. Um, methodical in the pocket, could sense pressure, um, just maneuvering in the pocket, making a guy miss, and still stepping up in that pocket and delivering a strike. He can make all the throws on the field, throws with anticipation. He doesn't really just wait for guys to get college open, but he kind of like throws the ball perfectly to a, 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 um, a wide receiver in stride. And with Anthony Richardson, I see Josh Allen. I, I don't think he enters in right away, but I get you know, elite-level release, arm strength, and no one will admit this, but... He's probably the best ball carrier in the entire class out of all the receivers, running backs, obviously quarterbacks. So the upside is there. It's kind of like 
um, I always compare like Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes as similar QB prospects to where they're kind of like in this spread air rate system to where they're kind of only going against three-man rushes because teams are really scared of them vertically. So when that happens, you have all day to throw. You don't really have to maneuver within the pocket. You don't have to make quick decisions. And, you know, even though they do the hard things really well, like they're incredible athletes, deep accuracy, the things how I explained with Bryce Young is almost just as important. But the thing is, if you could teach those like Zach Wilson's, Mahomes, um, Anthony Richardson's, Justin Fields to do those little things, you do hit the ultimate jackpot like the Bills did with Josh Allen and the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. But, again, it's, it's got to be in a good situation. You have to have a good staff. But that's where, that's where I'm kind of evaluating those quarterbacks. Um, if I was a team, I'd be trading up to pick three with the Cardinals to probably take Anthony Richardson, assuming Bryce Young goes uh, one, and I, I don't know what the Texans are going to do. I'd probably take Anthony Richardson if I were the Texans, but who knows. So that's where I'm at. Um, again, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, I, for I sure. Mm-hmm. Mode, but uh, that's how I feel, and it, it, it's, t- it's tough. I think that's why a lot of teams or a lot of media people felt like, okay, maybe the Bears go Bryce Young because he does the things that Justin Fields Unfortunately, he hasn't had the opportunity to learn from um, yet because, you know, year one was kind of a waste with Nagy. Year two, I mean, the offensive line and receivers room, like he couldn't do those things that I think that, again, Bryce Young does immediately, kind of similar to Joe Burrow. But uh, that's all I have to say. I'll let you guys talk about it. Uh, I'll end up talking all day if you guys don't get me off the phone. Yeah, no problem, Mike. And we love talking about this all day, too. It's like... It's a part of some of the favorite uh, radio shows that we do is when we can do draft prep Mm -hmm. Uh, because it combines the the passion, the love for college athletics, and then also it it takes an eye towards the NFL and mixing all of the different needs and wants from teams and then trying to project out these quarterbacks. And we love discussing it. And and Mike brings up a good point. You know, if you want to find a blueprint for Josh Richard, for Anthony Richardson, to who you can compare him to, it would be Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 6'5", 230. Uh, when you look at Richardson, you're looking at a quarterback that's 6'4", 230. Uh, I mentioned the low completion percentage. Now, Josh Allen's completion percentage wasn't as low as 54%, which is what Richardson had at Florida last season. Mm-hmm. But Josh Allen's completion percentage was 56 uh, So you could say that he was a quarterback from a smaller school, that had a lower completion percentage, who did turn into something. He was the seventh overall pick in the 2018 NFL draft by the Buffalo Bills, and he's turned into one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. I'd say this. If we were playing the percentages uh, game, what is more likely, that Josh Allen turns out to be a bust with that type of profile, or he turns out to be the quarterback that he's turned into? I would argue that if we're playing percentages... This draft selection by the Bills taking Allen 7th, that is a flyer. That is a, a little bit of luck for that working out for the Buffalo Bills in the long run. right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like if you look at the stats, his final season at Wyoming, he played 11 games. Josh Allen did. He threw for 1,800 yards, that, which is not a lot in college football. A completion percentage of 56, 16 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the numbers, like, yes, the, the body is there for the, the prospect. Yeah. But 
the the school you look at wyoming they didn't win anything of note no you know the competition wasn't the same so like i would say if you're trying to build your team around based on what buffalo was able to accomplish there i would imagine this percentage is a pretty low on trying to figure out a prospect to be what josh allen was in college and then hoping that they turn into what allen has become as an nfl player and he could be, you know, the outlier, right? Like teams could trade up for Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and a team sits back and waits, like Seattle, for Anthony Richardson, and he waits and sits a year behind Geno Smith if they re-sign him for a year, and he ends up being this great quarterback in Seattle. And people are like, see, you shouldn't have traded all that draft capital for Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud when you could have had Anthony Richardson was sitting right there. There's always those outliers. There's always that, that case, right? So can he be good? Sure. There's a reason the odds have gone up, though, right? There's sure, a reason there's something he's gone there. from... There's something there. Yeah, so there's always something. I still think he, this ends up being... I wish I could have bet it earlier that four quarterbacks would be taken in the first round because I do now believe that four quarters will be taken or four quarterbacks will be taken in the first round for sure. You don't have five? You don't have Tanner McKee moving into no, the group? No, I don't have Tanner McKee. From Stanford? You don't have that quarterback moving into no. the group in the first round? No. <laughs> Only four? Abdal, uh, you brought with you today some Pepsi. Are we going to drink some Pepsi coming up yeah, next? Yeah, we could drink some Pepsi. I got right. some Pepsi for the bros. What kind of Pepsi do you have over there? Peepsi. To what? Peepsi. What is that? Peepsi. Is that Pepsi and Peeps in Peepsy. one one can? I'll explain after the break. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Good morning, guys. Thank you to Jay Cantu and Nick Moxala. Tonight's show of uh, Black and Abdallah, they produced the show, and there was a lack of lollygagging. A lack of lollygagging. Yeah, today on the show. That's right. Yeah. A lack of lollygagging. On Casper. I think that's a keeper. I think, I think that's like going to stay with us throughout the baseball season. Like when it. we have these snappy two-hour and 30-minute baseball games, we're going we're gonna to mention it. it's a lack of lollygagging taking place. A lack of lollygagging. You know, it'll stay on the board just like... Uh, Eber float. And Good yes, morning, guys. Yes. Yeah, morning, so they're guys. all there. They're all Corey! Blogging Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We'll, we will be back tomorrow night at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah, you brought some Pepsi uh, to the station today. I brought some Pepsi for us today. <laughs> yeah? So someone tweeted us this. I forget who tweeted Wait, us about Why are you this. folding the box like well, that? Because I'm going to keep it here, and it's, it's, I already took okay. some Pepsi out of it. But you, um, you made it like you turned it into a little house. Yeah, I know I That did. was nice. Thank you. Very crafty. Uh, so Pepsi, if you're watching us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Um, Pepsi and Peeps have put have collabed on a drink, and it's uh, it's Peep flavored Pepsi. You know, we're uh, e- Easter is what? Yeah, uh, Easter's a month around away? the corner. Yeah, Easter's a month while and change. Yeah, month and change. Okay, so so this is going to be on store shelves for the next month or so. Some Pepsi and yeah. Peeps. Yeah, it's you a can yellow get it box. at your local grocer. Okay, all right. It's a yellow box. It's got a little Peep on it. Yeah. And the uh, the cans, they're mini cans. There's ten mini cans. Here you go. Oh, great! Here's one for you. Thank you, sir. There's ten mini cans here. Oh, okay. a, warm, a warm Pepsi. Well, you said don't. You said don't <laughs> chill it. I, I actually think a warm Pepsi is funny. Yeah. I think we'll get the true flavor. Yeah. Uh, profile I think you will of too. This. Uh, so we, this is a, a Black and Abdallah taste test here of the Pepsi. Yes. And peeps. So, um, what, just, what's the story behind this? So it's, it's just, just a collaboration. It's okay. an artificial marshmallow flavored cola, is what it says on here. Pepsi and peeps, peepsy, if you will. 
Um, so just so you know, one can okay. has 52% of your daily sugar allotment. <laughs> uh, 26 of grams. Of these small little cans? Huh? Of the small little cans? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't even a, a full can of soda. It's not. It's a mini can. It's a mini one. Yeah. And so this is... <laughs> It smells like just Pepsi. You're right. The, the nose, smell, the the nose, nose aroma. The nose is just is just Pepsi. I don't I don't taste anything. I'm gonna do or it, smell uh, anything yet. You know when Carmen tastes the bourbon and he, he yeah. puts a nostril down in there? I'm gonna put a nostril in this. I don't smell any marshmallow. All and everybody on Twitter that, that uh, since I posted this and since I retweeted the person that tweeted us this and I said, Yeah, we would definitely try it. I'm not gonna make this my new daily beverage, dummies. Like this is just a t- this is what we do. We taste things. What if you really like it? Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go out and buy a whole bunch of them. They had a bunch of them at the jewels. It's possible. Okay. So here we go. You want to go first? Yeah. You want to take your first sip? All right. Abdallah's taking his first sip of the Pepsi and Peeps. What do you got there? It's definitely Pepsi. <laughs> Thank you. And I really don't get that much marshmallow. There's like a marshmallowy aftertaste. And it's not bad. It's actually not bad at all. I'm, st- I'm still smelling it. It's actually pretty good. All right, you want me? Okay, I'm going to yeah, take go a go ahead. It's actually pretty I'm gonna, good. I'm going to slurp it because I feel like you get the flavor flavor profile the best when you slurp it. That's actually not bad at all. That's actually pretty good. It's got a good marshmallow taste to it. It doesn't taste like yellow or pink or blue like the Peeps colors, but do have different flavors i think they do i'm not sure uh, to be honest if you just gave me a can of pepsi i would and think said, that this would just pepsi drink the pepsi yeah i don't think i would know that there are peeps infused in the flavor jake nick producing the show tonight i gave you guys each can what do you think so nick dropped his so he's yeah, not gonna uh, oh, come here there's a huge dent in you mine dummy come here go grab another one nick <laughs> dummy <laughs> Well, he does that and opens his. I did the smell test. I smell the marshmallow. Though. This you, is Nick. why we can't have nice things. I, I love you, Nick. What, what you, hold on. It would have looked like we just won hold a championship. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. What did we say before the segment started? Don't drop we it. said, don't drop it on the equipment in there. And the first thing you guys say to us closed. is that we dropped it, it on closed. the equipment. It was closed. It's drop closed. it on the equipment. You dropped, so, dropped it on so the yeah, floor. I dropped it def- on the equipment. I was testing the durability of the can oh, to see if okay. it could handle how much sugar's in it. I like, definitely smell the marshmallow more than I taste it. Definitely. I could definitely smell it. I'm trying it now. All right, Jake. <sighs> it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'll get a little liquor in here. Oh, yeah. Did you put some vodka in this? Oh, yeah. All right. Damn. All right. And Nick, uh, taste test. Uh, have you tried it? Just a lo- It's like someone took my Easter candy and melted it all down. Yeah, but it's not and bad. I don't even taste the marshmallow. It's I don't just, taste I don't it taste the marshmallow. It's just very sugary. Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't that what Pepsi is? Pepsi is pretty sugary in general. Uh, right. Most like any, any, any carbonated beverage that you're drinking that's not diet or whatever. Uh, water, high fructose corn syrup. Natural flavors, caramel color, all that other crap. All right, I, and I'll, peeps. I'll give it. A, I, I would drink it. I would drink. I mean, I don't. I don't drink soda. Neither so. do I. But for uh, twenty six grams of sugar, it in tastes this, like Pepsi. Yeah, but this is not even a full can, dude. <laughs> this is no, this is seven and a half ounces. Yeah, this is a baby Minis. can. Yeah. This is a baby. This it's is cute. A, you know what this is? This is what they give you on the airplane. Yeah, it's cute. This is an airplane can. I like the little cans. 
Why do we need the large cans? This is enough. This is enough. You can't Especially get enough sugar. Especially when it's 50% of your daily sugar content. Yeah, it's pretty good. Based on a whatever 1,000 calorie diet. Was it 2,000 calories? Only 100 right. calories. So the official review is that it's okay. That's not a good thing, that it's only 100 calories, but it's 50% sugar. It's okay. I think that's the consensus. Yeah. It's okay. I like, I mean, I like it. It's I, good. Honestly, I do not taste marshmallow whatsoever. People said it was gross. Yeah. Well, if you search online, there are reviews of people like spitting it out. It's yeah, reacting. Yeah, are, you know, everyone on TikTok, you're all idiots. Uh, all these videos of people spitting it out and being angry good. that it's bad. It, it tastes like Pepsi. It tastes like Pepsi with that's a little it. bit of marshmallow flavor. Like, if put a little bit of fluff into your marsh in your Pepsi, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, I mean, don't act like oh, it's so gross. Oh my god, it's <laughs> yellow. It's not. First of all, it's not yellow. No, it's, it's Pepsi colored. It's a uh, cola color. Yeah, brown. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because we all love the the oh, brown. I, I can't brown imagine adding more sugar better. to sugar. Says the dude that crushes a box of Girl Scout cookies like it's nothing. Who are you talking to? The internet. Oh, you're talking to the inter- internet yeah. trolls. Come out of your basement. <laughs> Put down the 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 red vines for a second. <sighs> Sorry, oh, that was good. How's that? How does the Sorry, burp I, taste? It was. It, it tasted good coming back up, yeah. and I, I figure that since this is a soda drinking yeah, segment, that the, the belch would be. Perfect. Just because of the. Uh, so you're in. You're in. Drink the rest of those. No, I'm gonna leave them here. I'm gonna. Do you think Cap would drink one if I just leave it sitting here? No, Cap will not drink one. Of course he won't. If you will let, they, if I leave it here, will they do the challenge tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. You'll accept their show. Okay. Unless Shay's listening right now, he's not in the chat. But if Shay's not listening, they'll say, "Let's do it on the on the air." It's fine. Not me. Tempt them. I'm on soda, not leave, soda. Leave a couple out like they're like they're breadcrumbs, like they're a trap. <laughs> Just leave one right here. <laughs> yeah, leave a couple out and see, if, right see if they do it. Yeah, Even on the right Twitch here. camera, so when he adjusts it, he has to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Wow, Jake. You're wow, getting, Jake's Jake. getting called into a meeting. Jake, you didn't get a meeting. <laughs> getting called into a meeting. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lack of lollygagging. <laughs> Bucky and Bell will be back tomorrow night at 6 right here on ESPN 1000. Carmen, North Riverside, you want to say goodnight to the people good night chicago this is chicago's home for sports on fm 100.3 hd2 the espn chicago app and espn 1000 this is black and abdallah on espn chicago chicago's home for sports eber floats